Hi, this is Jamie, and you're listening to Thoughts for Today. So today is February 28th, 2021. It is the last day of February, and I am so excited to share with you uh, the verse that has been placed on my heart today um, to share. So it's coming out of Matthew 8, verse 8. And here we are... I will give you a little context so that you can get the full picture. But we're talking about uh, the Roman centurion who asked the Lord uh, Jesus while he was walking the earth um, to help him, essentially. You know, his servant was home, paralyzed, and, you know, Jesus said, shall I come and heal him? And the centurion replied, and so now we are reading Matthew 8, verse 8. The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. And so he goes on to explain how, you know, he is a man under authority. There are soldiers that are, you know, underneath him. And, you know, he knows the power of saying the word because when he tells someone to go, that person goes. And when he tells, you know, one of the soldiers under him to come, that person comes. So he, you know, has full faith in the authority that he holds that if he says to do something, the soldiers would do it. And so he's equating that authority to Jesus. And so he's telling Jesus, you just have to say the word and I, and I trust that it will come to pass. And so what a declaration of faith he is portraying here. Just say the word and my servant will be healed. You know, it begs the question of whether or not we have that same type of faith in for ourselves. You know, I'm sure many of you have read this passage, know the story well. And, you know, It's just kind of like, wow, what a great story. But the reality is that this is supposed to be applied to our daily lives. And so, you know, do you have, do I have the same faith that would say, Lord, whatever you say, I will believe. Whatever, you know, if you've promised me a thing, even though it doesn't look anywhere near possible to come to pass, do I trust and believe in your sovereignty and your ability to make it come to pass? whenever uh, you see fit, you know? And so this, again, is a Roman centurion. I feel like we need to, like, linger there for a second because we're not talking about, you know, the chosen people of the time. We're not talking about God, you know, Jesus' own people, the Israelites, right? We're talking about someone who's an outsider, someone who's a Gentile, um, a Roman centurion who is, you know, technically um, he not at this point grafted into uh, having the ability to become a child of God the way that we as those of us who are Gentiles now or not Jewish you know have that ability as to be sons and daughters um, of God and so this was you know uh, prior to all of that and he's an outsider and he's coming here and saying I trust your authority Um, Because in the same way that I can, um, you know, say things and know that they will take place, I believe that you have that same capability. And, you know, um, what a powerful, powerful 
submission and and just declaration of faith. Um, And so it goes on in that chapter on verse 10, Matthew 8, verse 10. Jesus heard this. He was amazed. He was amazed because, again, this is a Roman centurion. This is not one of his own. You know, this is not one of the 12. This is not those closest to him. This is an outsider who is literally like, I trust and I believe in your authority, in your leadership, in your uh, ability to do anything that you that you say you will do. And so Jesus was amazed and said to those following him, truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. And then if we skip down to verse 13, Jesus said to the centurion, go, let it be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that moment. So again, I think the main point here is that there is a level of faith that I think we all need to rise up to. You know, it's very hard, especially in, in uncertain times that the in the uncertain times that we're living in now, it can be very hard to trust um to trust in general, right? It, it can be hard to trust because we've seen things around us that have not really um stayed where we thought they would be that have not really come to pass in the way that we thought it would be. And, you know, um, I'm sure even in our own personal lives, we've had disappointments and people fail us in different ways. They say they'll do something, something as simple as I'll be there, you know, eight o'clock. And then, you know, your friend bails or cancels or whatever. They're just, you know, people are fickle. There's just so many things that I think can happen to us in our lifetime that can make us very, very, you know, not trusting of someone's word. We don't take people at their word anymore, right? If you say you're going to meet someone, you're probably also texting them an hour before, letting them know you're getting ready, texting them half an hour before telling them that you're leaving, texting them a couple of minutes prior to let them know you're there. Like there's a little bit of an anxiety in in not being able to trust that if you said you're going to meet someone somewhere, as an example, that they will be there. And I've endured that, you know, I've experienced that in my own life. But, um, and so I think having those experiences happen to us over and over and over again, after a while, we kind of lose the capability to trust, especially to trust someone at their word, right? We need some kind of palpable proof to know that this will happen. And so I think, especially when it comes to God, um, it's very easy to kind of lose sight of who he really is. And I think if we dig deeper to know what his authority is, um, as, as a deity, as a God, and, and who he is in our life, whether we've made him that authority, wh- whether we've made him Lord over our life, you know, if, if you proclaim that to be true, then by that, by that proclamation, you have to, you have to, um, what must also be true is that you trust him at his word, right? If he has full lordship over your life, if you're fully surrendered to who he is as God and his authority in your life, then you must also trust that whatever he says will come to pass. He will do. And so my, my challenge and my question for you is to think back to things that he has said in your life and whether or not you've even heard from him in your own life. Um, I can promise you that he speaks but I cannot promise that everyone is listening, right? And I, in my own life, I have, um, I have not listened before. I have drowned his voice with noise of 
you know, just the distractions that happen in life with, you know, just trying to keep my head and my heart busy enough to maybe not even hear. That could be part of the problem as well. Maybe I don't want to know um, because sometimes his voice and his, um, what he wants to tell you is something that is going to heal you. And in order to heal you, you kind of have, he has to kind of go through, uh, digging through the pain that you've gone through. So in order to trust him, you kind of have to assess why you don't trust him. And sometimes that takes, uh, that takes you to a, a place where you have to, you know, maybe dig deep and, and look back into where that trust was severed in your, where that ability to trust was severed in your own life, again, through your own experiences. And so sometimes you don't want to go through that, right? Who wants to go through the hard emotional things? You kind of want to, I personally have wanted to drown it out and just skip through life, creating all these moments and experiences that were fun and uplifting, but not really getting at the root of my issues. And so it took me a while to actually um, consider hearing from God, because again, that's not to say that he doesn't speak, but he's not going to force himself on you or me. You know, he's going to, as the word says, he stands at the door and knocks. So he's not busting the door open and coming right in. He is waiting for you to answer his call. And, and so I, for a long time, as a self-proclaimed Christian, was not listening um, because I didn't want to listen. I didn't want to go through and hear, you know, and, and obviously in my own perspective, thinking that I was somehow, you know, maybe damaged goods or I was doing something wrong or, you know, that his voice was going to be condemning to me, which is not at all who he is. Um, and it took me a while to learn that as well, because, you know, you kind of a little bit, I think that we preface God based on our own experiences, again, of childhood, of our parents, of, you know, if I do something wrong, I'm in trouble. And so if I was in a time where I wasn't reading the word and wasn't listening to him, I automatically thought his voice would be, you know, condemning me and would be punishing me and would be telling me all the things I did wrong. And so I honestly, I didn't want to hear it for a really long time. And unfortunately that, um, made things worse for me, right? Because I wasn't listening. I wasn't really following his guidance. I wasn't really um, moving in alignment with him, which was causing me further delay in the things that I really wanted to see come to fruition. It was not only delaying me, but it was making it harder for me to see those things because I was doing them on my own strength, which is extremely frustrating to do. Um, And so I finally came to the realization that you know, I've tried it all on my own. I need some guidance. I need training. And the word says that, you know, God will train you. And, um, and so I, I finally surrendered to a point where I was pursuing him and wanting to not only answer the door, but like pleading for his guidance and, and for his leadership in my life, his authority for him to say words that were going to bring life and we're going to, you know, um, come to pass in my life, you know, believing and trusting that what he was going to tell me was going to really make all the difference in the things that I really could not pursue, you know, could not, um, could not make happen in my own strength. 
And so again, going back to the verse, you know, the Roman centurion is coming to Jesus because he doesn't have a means to provide healing for his servant. And so, you know, he's kind of like, God, say the word. And I believe that it will happen because, you know, there's nothing else I could do, right? And so that was the point that I came to. God, just say the word. Tell me what you want for me, what you want for me. And so in those moments, as I finally, like I said, surrendered and allowed God to speak to me, it was, A, I can tell you, it was not a condemning uh, voice. It was a voice that provided hope and peace and love and assurance of who I was and and then provided over time, you know, a vision as to where I was going. And so at this point, I think it's so important to have that, to have that assurance of who you are, who you're, what your identity is, because it puts you kind of in a, in a position to know how you're going to hear from God and what he's going to tell you, right? And I think spending time with the Lord, praying to him is extremely important. It's your opportunity to kind of give him thanks, to praise him, to air your concerns. But it's also important that you read his word. And I always recommend going, starting with the gospels if you're not, um, if you have not spent much time in the word because it allows you, while the whole Bible, of course, is valuable, um, the Gospels in particular, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John of the New Testament, allow you to know who Jesus is and, and the character of God as a result, right? Because Jesus and God are one and the same. Jesus only did what he saw his father doing. So in, in seeing how Jesus responds to people and how he responds to life in general, right? How he you see him constantly kind of step away from the crowds and step away from his his core group um, of the 12 and, and spend time alone with the Lord. You see him, you know, fasting for 40 days. You see the thing, the actions that he takes to kind of set up the scene for this ministry that he is birthing. And the ministry truly is us, right? Us, it's believers in Christ. Um, his death and resurrection was the birthing process for all of us to come to him as as Christians, right? Um, he made that way possible for us to, for that veil to be broken and for us to have access to God. And so that is his ministry. And so he was setting the stage for all of his actions and the miracles that he did. And, and ultimately by his, his um, relationship with God still, even on earth, he didn't, he didn't presume that he was, you know, all that just because um, he was, the son of God, right? He still needed to have that connection with God. He still needed to have that um, ability to hear from God and and to know his, his leadership and his guidance for his life as he went through. Um, and he sought it out up till the very end, right? Even when he was sweating blood in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said very clearly, Lord, if this is your will, um, let your will be done, right? And so... Um, he, he always wanted the will of the Father. And I think that that is something that we need to continue to daily go back to. We don't, I mean, I don't want a day, and I've done it, and, and you know, I'm guilty of it, but it's, it's not something I aspire to. I do not want a day to go by where I do not consult the Lord for 
uh, guidance, for um, reassurance, for just his leadership, you know, for him to say the word and for me to know that it will be done for that, for that peace of mind that comes with knowing that someone else is in charge, right? And so just like the centurion having the experience of being in charge and knowing that when he says something, it gets done. Similarly, we have to come to, con- to, to terms with the fact that, you know, God is in charge. Jesus is in charge and we have to listen for him saying the word. We have to read through his word, meditate on it daily. There is not a day that goes by that we don't need from him. If Jesus needed to spend time in in the Lord's presence while he was, you know, the son of God here on earth, how much more as sons and daughters of men, so to speak, you know, in in the natural, how much more do we need to hear the words of the Lord? on a daily basis because we'd be lost if we if we ever considered just going throughout our day which again I'm guilty of and it, it happens sometimes right it's I mean but the the the, the goal um, is to make it a daily practice where it becomes a necessity or it's the air we breathe that we need to hear from the Lord for our day to know what his his leadership is with what his guidance is and to trust that everything he says he will do if he's given you a promise if he's you know spoken into your spirit a thing know that he is faithful to complete it and and so again hearing from him is twofold trusting the words he said that he is saying into your life and also seeking him for those words seeking him for that guidance seeking him for that deliverance that healing that whatever it is that you need in your life right now those finances trusting that he will speak to you and that whatever he says will come to pass having that assurance having that assurance that what he says will happen that is the ultimate blessing that we can receive just the peace of mind that surpasses all understanding even if things are falling around us if god says you will not be harmed then regardless of what's happening around us, we can, we can trust and have peace to know that I will not be harmed. What he said is truth, is gold, right? It's the ultimate authority in our lives. And so I just encourage you and maybe I challenge you to make sure that your life is moving in a way that that is... Um, following after God's will for your life. So again, spend time in his presence, read his word, even a chapter a day, and just know the heart of the father, which is to love you and to care for you and to have your best interests at heart. That doesn't mean that there won't be trouble, trouble in the world. There won't be, that doesn't mean that there won't be trouble around you. But the Lord says, take heart for I have overcome the world. In other words, don't worry about it. He's already, he's already victorious. You are victorious as a result of being his child. He's overcome anything you've already gone through. And so leave anxiety at the door. Know and trust that his word is truth and that it will come to pass. Be like this Roman centurion 
who said, say the word. Say the word. Allow the Lord to just say the word in your life on a daily basis. Allow him to just say the word over you. And trust him. Trust him at his word. Trust that he will do what he said he will do in your life. And be at peace. Again, regardless of what's going around you, be at peace. I feel like that's the word of the Lord for you today, to just be at peace and allow the Lord to say the word to you. Follow his instruction. Follow his authority and his leadership in your life. Allow him to be your authority and leadership in your life. And relinquish the reins. Relinquish control. There's absolutely nothing you can do better than God can do. There is nothing you can attempt that God couldn't, you know, do for you more quickly, more easily, in less time. Yeah. He, he's just, he's just waiting and he's wanting for you to allow him to lead you. He wants to lead you. And I'm telling you right now, your life will be so much easier if you just follow, follow his lead. Allow him to say the word in your life and trust it wholeheartedly. Believe it. Have faith. As small as a mustard seed, have faith. 